0: Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound ministry. We're so glad you could join us.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Jen Lozano, and I am your host for today's podcast. And I have today with me Neil Lozano. Neil Lozano is my father-in-law and the gapi to my children, and he's the Executive Director of Heart of the Father Ministries. And I am excited. We are going to talk today about deliverance being a good word. Now, some of you might recognize that as the title to the very first talk in our Freedom in Christ conference series, and you would be right. And just a heads up, we're going to be actually touching over the next couple months on a lot of the talks in the Freedom in Christ series, but you might find that it, we're not actually going to be... Giving the talks, we're just going to be talking about the topic itself. And so I think you're going to find that you're going to hear something new that maybe you haven't heard before, or maybe the Lord will touch your heart in a new way. So listen up. I think you are going to really enjoy and get a lot out of the series over the next few months. So as I mentioned, today we're going to be talking about deliverance is a good word. And you might not know this, but I think when people think about the Freedom in Christ Conference and Unbound, they think about the healing and the freedom that they receive, and that is such a big part of Unbound. But what you might not realize is the behind the scenes that sort of is happening at the conference when you're learning about deliverance ministry and what deliverance is. And Neil might not say this about himself, but... I have had the opportunity to watch him over the past 20 years or so do the work of helping people understand deliverance ministry and actually really normalizing deliverance ministry in the church. And our goal here at Heart of the Father is to see Unbound throughout the entire church in the whole world. And so part of that is helping them understand that deliverance should be part of our
2: everyday lives.
1: And so... Hopefully, we're going to dive into that today. So,
2: Neil, welcome. It's great to, be, great to be back with you, Jen. You too. Not that I don't see you every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's fun to, to have something to talk about with intention, right? Yes. <laughs> well, let's start at the beginning. Could you define deliverance for us and maybe put it into a scriptural context for us?
2: Deliverance is one of the great themes of Scripture. Israel was delivered out of bondage to to Egypt and under Pharaoh's authority and and brought into the Promised Land. And this is a a foundation for us because it's really a picture of what happens to all of us in Christ. We're delivered out of slavery, out of of bondage, into freedom. And it's really summed up for us in Colossians 1.13 where it says, He has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the beloved Son. Another way of saying that is that we've been delivered from the father of lies and his influence. We've been brought under the father of the beloved Son. And so that's the great transfer between one father, uh, the father of lies, to the father of the beloved Son. Uh, And we know that the Son is Jesus Christ. Another aspect in the scriptures where we're taught by Jesus to pray that we would be delivered from evil. And so we pray that because every one of us is in a battle. We're in a battle to stay free, to hold on to our free freedom, to go deeper into our freedom. And so we struggle with the world, the flesh, and the devil. And and we need to resist. And so deliverance is something that we've received. Matter of fact, every believer has been delivered. But it's also something we have to continue to see go deeper and deeper. And so uh, deliverance is a great gift. Uh, a lot of times we talk about deliverance in terms of freedom. Some people love to talk more about healing, but, but really healing, deliverance, freedom is all tied together in the great gift of uh, the proclamation of Jesus Christ and, and the, the word of God, the message that ha- we have been given in him.
1: I like how you remind us that every believer has been delivered. (laughs) Can you tell me what you mean by that?
2: Well, when you came to faith in Jesus Christ, when you were baptized, you were taken out of one kingdom and you were brought into another. It's it's just uh, simple, and yet some people focus on the word deliverance and they think of it in a, a very restricted kind of way instead of thinking of it in its broadest way, and so Understanding that broadest concept of deliverance is really the foundation to understand what might be specifically known as deliverance from the influence of evil spirits.
1: I like how you mentioned, too, that it's a work that we need to continue as believers. That's really good. Now, as I mentioned at the um, introduction, deliverance is a good word is actually the title of the talk in the Freedom in Christ Conference series. Could you clarify why we need to say that deliverance is a good word?
2: Well, when I started uh, giving these talks a long, long time ago, and, and we wrote that, you know, we gave a talk about deliverance as a good word. It was actually more important than it is today. Back in the, in the early 70s, there was an awakening to spiritual realities and, and sensitivity to the work of evil spirits. Many people began to pray for deliverance. And some of those situations where they prayed for deliverance, it didn't end up so well. Many of those efforts led to manifestations of evil or confrontations with evil spirits. And there was a, a general lack of understanding of how evil spirits influence our hearts. So I kind of describe that period as a time of kind of praying, trying to help people, and it was messy, it was uncomfortable. And, but the big thing is that a lot of people that I prayed for and others prayed for back then didn't seem to get the long lasting help that they wanted and what was desired and so that that was an important time because because it, it gave us an awareness of the reality of evil spirits and and heightened our awareness of the activity of angels and and that's a really really good thing. but if we don't really understand how evil spirits gain influence in our lives, then we are subject to fear and we're subject to approaches of trying to drive the devil out without understanding understanding the connection to the human heart. And if we don't understand that connection, then we can be kind of battling with demons and focused on demons. And the person that we're praying for is just the innocent bystander and not involved. And if someone is going to be free, they, they really need to be involved. They need to take responsibility. They need to exercise their will. They need to surrender to the Lord and exercise that faith that they have in, in Jesus Christ. So I guess I can finish this, this question with a, a little story. It was years ago at one of my conferences. A woman came up to me and she said, you know, I was prayed for deliverance years ago. And it was good. It really helped me. But I swore I would never go through that again. And I think she meant by that it was, there was manifestations and there was, there was certain evil and things that she didn't understand. And she said, so I didn't sign up for this conference, even though it was in my parish, until the very last day. I said, oh, okay, I'll go. And when she came to hear the teaching. She said, oh, this is very different. And at the end, she actually received ministry, and she came up to me with such a gratitude in her heart. So it was just like her witness that there was a great uh, transition between what she experienced in the beginning, when there was efforts to uh, really help people become free, but when we had lack of understanding, lack of wisdom, maybe a lack of love, I don't know, and just how it developed over the years. So deliverance is a good word. And for many people like this woman, it needed to be regained because it was associated in her mind with an experience that that really was not positive.
1: That was a really beautiful story. And I want to point out that I think something that happened during that time was almost like a flip being switched of really putting the dignity of the person first. So the dignity of what was happening in their hearts and then just the dignity of how ministry to a person happened, which was just really beautiful, which I think that woman experienced at yes. the Unbound Conference. That's really neat. We categorize Unbound as a model of deliverance prayer. What would you say distinguishes Unbound from maybe other deliverance ministries or, as you mentioned, the word healing ministries?
2: Well, there's a a number of things. The first thing I would have to say is that we teach people to listen to someone's story. And it might be a long listening session or it might be just even a few minutes I have a friend in Los Angeles who has led healing masses for years and years and years in the Hispanic community. And then she learned about Unbound and our approach. And she said, for years and years, people have come week after week after week for healing. And, and certainly God has done wonderful things. But nobody, nobody really listened to their story. Nobody stopped to listen. And so I would say that that is one of the the main things I think years ago it was listening might take place in the context of healing prayer, but in the context of deliverance prayer, it was like we have to discern what the evil spirit is and how to cast out that evil spirit. And so we have incorporated and we train people. Every Unbound leader is trained in listening, listening with compassion, and listening according to what we call the five keys which I think most of our listeners are familiar with, but I'll just mention quickly. The first key is repentance and faith. Next is forgiveness, renunciation, the word of command or authority, and the Father's blessing. And so we teach people to to listen uh, to other people's story. I think when I first began experiencing evil spirits being manifest in prayer back in the 70s, I didn't understand how... It was connected to the person. I actually had a funny story where I, some of our listeners might know Father Mike Scanlon, and he was the expert that I called and, and talked to. And then one of my children were being baptized, and I had him in the car all by myself, driving him to the airport. And I was involved in this case, and, and he was saying something like, well, it's really connected to something inside the person. And I was saying, "Well, no, it doesn't seem to be that way. It, this just seems to be bigger." And 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 then I I looked over, and he was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> this was my big moment to get the wisdom that I wanted, that I desired. And he was sleeping. And I couldn't I couldn't wake him up. <laughs> and, and but it's kind of like that's how God is. You have to keep pursuing Him. Somebody's not necessarily going to give you the answer when God has to give you the answer, when it's something you have to see. Just being told doesn't always work. And just as a side, yesterday would have been Father Mike's 90th birthday. So that's why he's on my mind today. Mm.
1: Love Father Mike. I appreciate you mentioning listening, because I always feel like using Unbound Ministry, it takes the pressure off me I just am coming alongside the person and listening to their story and and putting my ear to the Holy Spirit, listening to what is the Father doing in in their life in that moment. You kind of alluded to what deliverance ministry lo- used to look like in the past. Could you share—I'm sure you might have some funny stories of, of your past experience with deliverance ministry, maybe the before or the pre-unbound days— <laughs>
2: Well, in, in the Freedom of Christ series uh, that you can get on DVD, is I tell two specific stories that are enlightening. So without going into the, the detail, one of those stories has to do with hatred. And uh, there was only one book written at that time that we read, and it was called Out in the Name of Jesus. And so when someone asked us to pray for them, we said, sure. And so we uh, we commanded any evil spirit present to leave. And and there was a manifestation of evil on his face, and and when we, we looked, I looked at it. I was shocked. I never saw something like that before. And fortunately, Janet was there to say, "Look, it's it's hatred," and and I said, "Yeah, of course it's hatred." <laughs> and so we commanded hatred to leave, and and his his countenance returned to normal, and and we just thought that that's good. <laughs> God has delivered him, and let's go celebrate. Now, I tell that story in the conference because now we know that if you're going to be free from hatred, then you need to address issues of unforgiveness. You need to address issues maybe of repentance. But hatred's also connected to things like unrighteous anger. It could be connected to revenge or retaliation. It could be related to a spirit of murder. It could be related, It is especially related to resentment. And and so if you're not dealing with the whole situation of, of the person's heart and helping them really come to conversion and to say no to the enemy, then you're just dealing with things in a limited way and you're really not closing the door and it's really not likely that the person's going to walk in freedom in the future or hold on to that freedom. But I, even in saying that, I want to say that There is no limit on God's grace. And uh, if you do a little, he can do the rest. But we need to learn how to be better and better at ministering to people and understanding the ways of the human heart.
1: Amen. It's true. So that was pre-Unbound Days. Do you have a more recent story that you could share with us that kind of demonstrates what it looks like today?
2: Yes, I, this is a kind of fun story. It didn't happen that long ago. It was during a conference. I only had 10 minutes. I was only given 10 minutes to pray for this man. He had come to the conference with his fiancée, and and he was just a really good man, just really. But he was kind of on the outside. I don't think he ever really surrendered to the Lord in a personal way. He kind of wanted what his wife, his, his fiancée had, and so he was just a bit on the outside. And And I'm not sure if it was more the fiancé that got him this appointment or or him asking. But when I I met with him, I I briefly asked, based on the conference, was there anything that he wanted to deal with today? And he said, well, there was things about my father that came up through the conference. And so I, I led him through, you know, forgiveness to his father. In just a few minutes, I could not listen to the whole story. And one of the things we do is we give the command and we say, what's come into your mind? And because we know that we can only do what the Father's doing today, so we really want to track and follow what the Holy Spirit's doing. And we want it to come from the person because there's two things involved. There's, there's one is, what is the Father doing today? And secondly, what is this person willing to have uh, done today? And so he said, well, what's come to my mind is when a a young boy, my uncle, was trying to kill my cousins, and I defended them. And I thought, wow, that's a significant event. And it also told me he's a protector. That's part of his character. So we prayed through that, you know, in terms of forgiveness and renunciation of fear, terror, and, and other things that were just really on the surface. And I gave that simple command again. And I said, what's come to your mind? And he, he really hesitated this time. And I was going to let him go and not press. And I said, if you want to share it, you know, just just tell me what's come to your mind. So what's come to my mind is this is this, uh, disabled lady that I cared for a lot and took care of. And I thought, wow, he's, this is a good man. And then he said, "And and she died. And I knew right then that was significant, because he had not surrendered. I, I had not perceived a deep personal surrender to the Lord, and an unresolved grief can really block that. So I led him to grieve over the loss of his friend and give his friend to the Lord, and to just repent for blaming the Lord, judging the Lord, and, and accusing the Lord of not doing the right thing. So once again, I gave the command, and it was like freedom came upon him. It was just like really obvious that this this burden left him and and it lifted from him. And so it was time for the Father's blessing. And so I've learned during the Father's blessing to try to follow the Holy Spirit. and, And I know that at the end of Jesus' time in the desert, the angels came to minister to him. So I've learned that angels come and and bring impressions, and angels come. And so um, I'm just really open to praying an inspired blessing or just whether I would have an image or see something. And and whatever I get, I just try to go with in some way. And I saw this, this man on a surfboard, and I thought, how strange is that? As far as I know, he didn't live by the ocean at all. And I, so I just said, I kind of have a picture of you on a surfboard and, you know, and I was wondering if this means anything to you. I mean, I was going to pray into that anyway, but I just wanted to know if it meant anything to him. And, and he looked at me and he said, I'm an instructor. <laughs> and so I knew that the Lord had his number and I knew what was happening. God was letting him know that he knew him and that he watched him and he was not far away. And, and once something like that happens, the person's heart is so open to the Father's blessing. So at that point, I could just start to speak about the Father's favor and the Father's pleasure over him as he watched him surf and instruct others and, mm-hmm. and, and do the things that he did. And So I don't remember the, the words the Lord gave me, but it just flowed from that moment of revelation where he knew that the father, the father really knew him. And he stepped into some greater freedom.
1: Wow. And that was in 10 minutes?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it might have been 13.
1: (laughs) Well, wow, Dad, that was a really spectacular story to sort of move towards closing up our podcast for today. I think just as we come to a close, I wonder if you could give us a little understanding of where we're heading once we've been delivered?
2: Well, I could answer that in a number of ways. But what I feel like saying today is that is that when someone experiences deliverance, their eyes are open to the reality of evil spirits and the reality of the spiritual realities around them. Now they know that all their bad thoughts and all their failures to overcome sin and all their struggles with the flesh— it's not just a battle with themselves. It's not all about them. It's not just a battle with the flesh, but there is a spiritual component. And knowing that there's a spiritual component can be really freeing for people. It means that they don't have to walk in hopelessness, or they're not subject to self-condemnation in the same way. And they can remember back to times of victories, at times where they have been set free, when, when things have have shifted, where they've moved from a a place uh, uh, in the kingdom of darkness or under the influence of evil and moved into the place where they know that they are united to Jesus, who is the beloved son, and that they are a beloved son or a daughter. So knowing those victories, knowing they've been set free, they can call them to memory. And by calling them to memory, they can, in a Better or a stronger or a clearer way, recognize the strategies of the enemy and take their stand and move on to greater and greater victories.
1: Amen. It's so great to be reminded that uh, we don't have to do it on our own that we can rely on the Lord and he wants to give us the victory and he has given us the victory. Well listeners, I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast as much as I did. I think I just want to exhort you right now to help us spread the word that deliverance is a good word. God bless. Bless you.
2: Amen.
0: Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
2: This is Matt,
0: Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time.
2: Behold, I stand at the door and knock.
1: If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him.
0: And he with me. Revelation 3:20.